0: The only time in my entire life that I've ever thrown something at the television came when I was in college and I was watching this movie that some friends of mine thought that I would really like and it was called Dear Frankie. It's a little independent Scottish film. Has anybody seen it? Because I just want to know. Anyone? Dear Frankie? Okay, so great. Now you can all go rent it when this homily is over and you can too feel the need to throw something at the television because that movie is such a compelling storyline. You're trying to figure out what's going on with these characters. There's a little bit of humor. There's a little bit of romance. It's really, it just really grabs you in. And then it just ends. Like not with closure, not nicely. It doesn't get wrapped up in a nice little bow. It just ends. And I was so entrenched in this story that This scene comes to a close, and I was waiting for what was next, and the only thing that came next was the credits, and I was ragey. I was so mad. I grabbed the nearest thing that I could, and I threw it. Now, the good news is it was like a tissue box, so the TV survived, and I'm going to blame that on being 19 and not realizing you should not throw things at television because they break. But I am obviously a person who appreciates closure. I didn't realize it until that moment. I like my stories and my endings to be tied up in a nice little bow. And if I had been reading the book of Acts, or rephrase, if the book of Acts had been a TV show and it ended the way it ends, I probably would have felt the need to throw something at that television again. Because those last verses that Adam read, that's the end of the whole book. It says, Paul stayed in this house under house arrest for two years proclaiming the gospel with all boldness and without hindrance that's it this never bothered me before because i thought paul died in the end i've obviously never read the end of the book of acts until preparing for this sermon series i thought like it wrapped up like exodus does like i thought we had some closure with this character of paul and we don't all we know is that he stays under house arrest, proclaiming the gospel. So what's next? So what was next for Paul? I was greatly annoyed. I was greatly annoyed when I first discovered that this is the ending of the book of Acts. But then I actually realized that there's kind of a really beautiful truth to this lack of closure, to this lack of ending, because the book of Acts is not the story of paul even if paul had come to a nice tidy little end or even if we did know what happened to the rest of his life that still wouldn't be closure because the story in the book of acts is not the story of paul it's the story of the holy spirit It's the Holy Spirit's story. And we've been talking about this all summer long. Here's a quick sermon recap for those of you who were not able to make every single one of our 12 sermons on the Holy Spirit. The Spirit came in power and stayed with them. The Spirit formed a new kind of church. The Spirit called them and gave them what was theirs to do. The Spirit invited them in like the Ethiopian eunuch, even when others disqualified them. The Spirit broke through social and cultural and religious boundaries, like with Peter and Cornelius, and let the water flow to everyone. The Spirit was constantly moving and speaking and offering holy creativity. And the Spirit gave them community, like Connie reminded us a little while ago. Gave them community full of uprights and misfits and everyone in between, and gave them to one another as a blessing. Sometimes we treat the book of Acts like it's the Acts of the Apostles. Like we're reading a story about these people, these super holy Christian people who did these amazing things. And that's just not accurate. Because they are not the main characters of this story. They are not the protagonists. This is God's story. This is the Holy Spirit who did all of these amazing things. But there is truth to the fact that God didn't do it alone. The Spirit did these amazing things, but the Spirit did not do them alone. People have a part to play in the work of God in this world not just like i said incredibly holy super christian people that's not who we read about in the book of acts the book of acts is filled with regular everyday ordinary people who were willing to participate with the spirit they were willing to listen to notice what the spirit was doing how god was moving in their midst and then they were willing to follow even when it seemed irrational or illogical or sacrilegious or brand spanking new and they didn't know what was coming next. They were willing to listen and to follow. So the book of Acts is the story of the Holy Spirit's work in this world. And it is also the story of the people who chose to participate with that work who chose to participate with the spirit. Now let me pause for a second because this is language that we've been using all summer long and it's a little bit different. This language of participating with the spirit. This rejects some of the traditional ways that you and I were taught to believe about God. On the one hand, some of us have felt like we have to force God to show up. We have to pray and beg and get God to move. This rejects that because if we believe that God is always present and at work, then the Spirit is already moving. We don't get God to show up. God is always there, and we just wake up to what God is doing. Or on the other hand, we've been taught that God is just going to do whatever God wants to do anyway. We're just bystanders or just tools to be used that have no say in it. This rejects that too. God is not some distant, detached deity on the one hand, and God is also not some puppet master on the other the love of God is not controlling or coercive, it's inviting. And we as people are invited to participate as God's love moves and works throughout this world. This language of participation lands us somewhere in the middle of these two extremes. Well, God is moving and we get to be a part of it if we want to. We are invited by the love of God to participate in the will and the work and the movement of the spirit in the world it's an invitation for all of us so the book of acts is the story of the holy spirit and the story of the people who chose to participate with the holy spirit those regular everyday people who chose to listen and to follow and that story didn't end when the chapters ran out that story didn't end when the book of acts stopped because that story The holy spirit and the people who participate with the spirit that story is still going those things that we talked about all summer long that quick sermon recap that i gave you that those things are still happening the spirit still comes in power and still stays with us the spirit still forms new kinds of churches the spirit still calls us and gives us what is ours to do The Spirit still qualifies us even when others don't. The Spirit still breaks through boundaries and lets the water flow to everyone. The Spirit is still bringing holy creativity. The Spirit is still doing those things, which means as the Spirit is still moving and working in the world, the Spirit is still inviting people to participate with it. So the story of the book of Acts this is our story too, if we want it to be. We've all been invited. You all have put up with a lot from me this summer. You've put up with a lot from our sermon series this summer. And we have one final broadway song for us today as we bring this sermon series to a close and unlike what we've done before we're going to put it smack dab in the middle of this little homily so lucy and olivia are going to start making their way up here and leslie is going to come too as they are coming i want to tell you a little bit about what's happening in the story of this song that they're about to sing it's called hold on And it's from the secret garden. Many of us are maybe familiar with the secret garden, but for a quick uh, summary, Colin is a young boy who's been bedridden since birth. He's been sickly, and so his family has kind of kept him away. And Mary is a young girl who has recently moved to the house, and Mary discovers Colin and they become friends. They start talking, they build a relationship, they laugh together, and slowly Colin starts coming back to life a little bit. Mary even puts him in a wheelchair and takes him outside, and he starts taking some steps for the first time. Mary's presence here revitalizes this young, sickly boy, and, in fact, the entire household. But Colin has this conniving uncle that doesn't appreciate what Mary's doing, and he threatens to send her away, and they have this really nasty confrontation, and she runs to tell the housekeeper what happens in the song that they're about to sing, is the, th- is the song that the housekeeper sings to Mary. But before you sing it, Mary in this story is doing a wonderful thing. It's a new thing, a creative thing, a thing that's different than what they've always been doing with Call It in the past, and it's bringing about a newness of life. And she's getting backlash for it. And she's getting threatened for it. Kind of sounds like what Paul went through in the New Testament also kind of reminds me of the church but we'll talk about that in one second so hold on
1: what you've got to do is finish what you have begun i don't know just how but it's not over till you've won when you see the storm is coming see the lightning part the skies It's too late to run, there's terror in your eyes. until you get through child oh child hold on when you feel your heart is pounded fear devil's at your door there's no place to hide you're frozen to the below or just come flying at you from across the room when you see a man who's raging and he's jealous and he fears that you
0: One of the best things about doing this sermon series is that I get to hear the songs at 9 a.m. and at 11 a.m. And so I get a double portion of it, and I love it. The months leading up to what we read at the end of the book of Acts were really, really difficult for Paul. He had been beaten. He had been threatened. People reviled him and hated him. They thought he was blasphemous. He had been arrested, he had stood trial, he had had to appeal that trial, so they had to send him away to Rome, and then his ship got shipwrecked on a random island for three months, and then when he finally got to Rome, he still put under house arrest. It had been a hard time, but he held on, just like that song said, and God opened up a new season in his life. God opened up a new season even when he was under house arrest where he was able to preach the gospel with all boldness and without hindrance. It was maybe the first time in the entire book of Acts that Paul was able to proclaim the gospel and no one was trying to stop him. No one was trying to kick him out of the synagogue. Even in the midst of the hard times, God was opening up a new season for him. And we've said this whole time, this whole summer series, Is about looking at how the church in Acts lived in the spirit then so that we can understand how we, as the church, live in the spirit now. And much like Paul, I think it's been a hard few years for churches in America, for the church in America. The pandemic has been hard. And continues to be in a lot of ways politics have been hard scandals and abuse and the realization for many of us that racism is alive and well and active even in our churches this has been hard it's been a hard few years and there are so many more things we could add to that list and there are even more if we add in all of our individual struggles that we have personally been through in the last few years Some of the effects that the pandemic had on us, we are still feeling personally. It's been hard. But just like God opened up a new season for Paul, even while things were still hard, God is opening up a new season for the church. And especially, I think, the church here at Second Baptist. It seems like we are more and more awakening to the spirit's movement in our midst. It seems like we are more and more tuning to what God is doing and that we want to participate in it, that we want to be a part of it. That story the holy spirit who's still moving and the people who want to participate that's why it's ours i really think this is true here and it's exciting but here we are and we find ourselves at the end of many different seasons we find ourselves at the end of summer it's the end of a sermon series it's almost the end of jason's sabbatical We're also finally at the end of the book of Acts. Did you hear me say the word finally? Mm -hmm. Some of you are like, yes. (laughs) We are at the end of the book of Acts. But this story of the Holy Spirit and the people willing to participate with it, that story does not end. That story keeps going. That story that's our story. In fact, even though we're coming to an end in a lot of ways, it kind of feels like some things are just beginning. And I'm excited for what's next, even though I don't totally know what that is. And that's the question I want to leave with all of us today. As we participate with the Holy Spirit, our question is, what's next?